we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land where this podcast episode was produced. We pay our respects to the Camaragal people of the Garingai Nation and their elders past and present. We also acknowledge the traditional owners from all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander lands you are listening from today. Just a heads up that we're talking about some heavy topics in this episode, including adult cyberbullying and sexual harassment. My guest's name and voice has been changed to protect her safety and privacy. On the image, on the caption, they wrote whore, prostitute, and also she will be the fourth victim. This is Farah, a woman in her early 40s who owns a small shop in Victoria and runs two online businesses. She's pretty well known online and is well connected with her community through social media. Just imagine that all of these things happen to you. Maybe you're thinking it's nothing, but someone took all of your photos from the family, from the friends, from the business, put it on social media, put lots of bad words on it, and you're responsible for all of them. So you can't imagine how hard was that situation. I never thought that I would be a victim of cyberbully and um, harassment in my life. I'm Ray Johnston, and this is Harmful. In this episode, we share one of many stories about cyberbullying during Australia's COVID-19 lockdowns. It's a period of time that seemed to make a bad situation worse. The eSafety Commissioner saw a 49% increase in adult cyber abuse, a 123% increase in illegal and harmful content, and a more than 172% increase in image-based abuse. Farah spent almost a year trying to protect herself and her loved ones from one online perpetrator. I moved to Australia seven years ago with my family, and I started my career in uh, media production five years ago. In my work, I focus on community and cultural events. And also I try to make media content, especially for our community members who are new to Australia. Farah is an administrator of a few social media pages which belong to organisations from one cultural community group in Victoria. She says the purpose of these groups is to support and empower women and other recent migrants. I own a couple of pages on Instagram. One is for my own media businesses, and the other one I use it to introduce different attractions in Australia to various community members and promote our community businesses in Victoria. I have a lot of good followers on Instagram and Facebook. On the Facebook, I have about 22,000 followers. And on my Instagram pages, I have about 35,000 followers. We speak in our language and almost all followers come from my own cultural community. Farah's online following picked up during COVID-19 lockdowns. Australians were turning online more for work, school, socialising and to escape the boredom of isolation. 
But this rise in screen time has also seen a massive increase in cyberbullying in Australia and around the world. It was end of May last year when cyberbullying and harassment started against me. I remember I was checking Instagram late at night. I came across a fake page with lots of followers on it, which tagged my Instagram page. When I checked that page, I realized there, there are lots of photos stolen from um, my public account and also um, from my family members' account, with lots of bad words in the caption. And I wasn't sure who was behind that. I was just shocked. I looked more to this page to find out that um, many of my family members, even friends, clients, as well as businesses that I was promoting um, using my business Instagram page. They even posted an image of me and my mother with a disgusting caption and written in our language. The caption, I can say roughly translated to... Do you you recall that you had a threesome with your mom? Then they posted another image of me. And on the image, on the caption, they wrote... Whore. Prostitute. She will be be the fourth victim. Um, And another caption of another image was posted of me, my mother, my sister, and my father taken in Sydney and the caption said the slut has freed Sydney and now she's going to free Melbourne and the next day I woke up to a new post on this Instagram page with the title roughly translated as unemployed, unemployed Centrelink Flamer underneath the title is a photo of me standing at the beach the text follows with the words claiming that I have stolen $35,000 to do a surgery on my ass. Early that morning, I went to a police station and I asked them for help. I told them that someone is harassing me and my family online. But to be honest, it was hard to explain how bad it was. And they weren't helpful. And they said, just leave it. It's nothing to be worried about. But I couldn't ignore it. I had to do something because it was awful and affected me and my family a lot. So I decided to go to another police station. Only when I attend to the other police station, they said, okay, we are going to go through what's happening to you and try to help. While she was trying to explain to the police what happened, Farah suspected that she knew who was behind the account and the posts. She couldn't help but think about a specific person who had viciously attacked her online back in 2019. The first thing I remember about him was when I and other members of the Facebook group hosted an online social event in late 2020. The purpose of that event was to help the Australian community who were struggling mentally during the COVID lockdown, COVID-19 lockdown. The event was sponsored by different um, businesses with a gift uh, voucher and um, other cash prize. Uh, on the same day, it came to our attention uh, that this person posted on his Instagram page, which also had lots of followers from the community. 
several short videos which attacked myself and my voluntary colleagues with hateful words such as We must piss on these people. While he did not mention us by name, um, he referred to us as the people, the people who wore pink clothes. Specifically myself, referring to my role and job title in this event. The nature of attack was rather political. Um, he questioned where our funding comes from. And in other video, he alleged that we are paid spy for the government. Me and other members did not show any reaction to this false allegation and we decided to ignore him and not report it. So this um, helped identify him for investigation. I never had any personal communication with this guy, but obviously he didn't like me. Maybe he didn't like others also. Although she feared for her safety and was heartbroken by the hateful posts, Farah refused to be silent or feel intimidated. The police investigate and helped me to put forward an interim personal safety order. They traced the source of the comment to confirm that the cyberbullying and harassment are coming from his IP address. It's a way to identify any device on the internet network. However, this whole process took me more than two weeks to become effective. And for the whole of these two weeks, this man just keep harassing me, my friends, my family, my clients, and my followers. People in my network were even scared to like or comment on my social media pages. Like he was crazy enough to continue all the cyberbullying and harassment after receiving the intervention order. He created three more fake accounts to keep attacking me. On June 12th, 2021, he posted five more stories on his Instagram account. This was one day after the intervention order was served on him and in breach of its conditions. The posts included sexually derogatory remarks. This lady is giving her pussy to everyone. She sleeps with everyone. In another post, he threatened to publish a sex tape of her. I'm going to fuck you up. On June 17th, 2021, an Instagram account was created and posted three images of Farah and tagged her original account. The bio section of the page had threats, stating, This will go on forever. It was disgusting. It was really hard for me to even read these comments. The harassment has continued for a year. She decided to take him to court, and it is still an ongoing battle. It has been such a hard and draining process. It's affected my mental health my work, my relationship, and my family member lives too. I don't uh, want to give up and go off social media because this is what he really wants. He tried to destroy other people before and scare them away. They didn't want to do anything about it, but somebody must stop him. 
I will do it for me and for others. No one should go through this. Maybe one day I will know or understand why he's doing this to me. Why is a question that many victims of bullying and harassment ask themselves. Jane Hassler is a lecturer, sociologist, and a mental health professional. Her work focuses on preventing bullying, suicide, and male violence. She explains some of the potential motivations behind cyberbullying and harassment. Underpinning bullying is power and control. And if that bully has not been addressed in the schoolyard and they've been let continue with that bullying behaviour, they can often end up, a lot of bullies in the workplace were bullies at school. And that's why my whole focus uh, very much so is on prevention from a young age of bullying. But the thing is underpinning a lot of bullying is, is that sense of power and control over another. Oftentimes, males feel that they have a sense of entitlement in relation to, I've done a lot of research on the gendered component of bullying, why males tend to bully. And a lot of them don't even know they're bullying. Uh, They think it's just an expected uh, behaviour of being male. They think, oh, well, I need to have power and control over other males, females, and they think that uh, it's okay. And sometimes I've found my research has shown that a lot of people who've come into Australia, who've settled into Australia, they see it happening in Australian um, online bullying and they see it occurring even face-to-face, whether they're out in the public sphere or where they're in the workplace, etc. And, you know, there's this, uh, that person's looking very successful, uh, I need to build up my business, I might actually pull them down a little bit so that I can look better than or feel better than, but really that is a very unhealthy way. Try and build up your own sense of self and your own uh, way that you're um, pushing forward your business. It's not the way to go. We should never be trying to pull down another person to build ourselves up. Uh, we, We should be encouraging others as we would like them to encourage us. Maybe he thought I was competing with his page and that I'm stealing away his social media followers as we serve the same community. It's really important to know how to stand up for yourself and take action against cyberbullying and harassment. Susan McLean is one of Australia's leading experts in cyber safety and was a member of Victoria Police for 27 years. She explains the difference between cyberbullying and cyber harassment, and why it's important to know the difference when it comes to putting an end to these actions. If you are online, you can be a potential target. If someone chooses to track you down because they either know you and wish to harm you, or if you have a profile um, in the media or in some other area, or simply you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. The internet gives often unfettered access to people to be able to contact you in a way that we've never seen before. 
when we're talking about harassment and and there's degrees of harassment and I'm sure there would be people who believe that harassing is a form of bullying and I'm probably one of those in that if it is just a couple of you know one-off comments or posts it's nothing really worth worrying about but the minute it becomes clearly repeated and targeted that's when we're going to call it cyberbullying And that's when we need to basically make sure that we are reporting it, uh, we're dealing with it. And if it continues, never hesitate to make a police report because cyberbullying is a criminal offence in every state and territory in Australia. Knowing what avenues are available to help put an end to these behaviours is very important. Research shows that cybercrimes are often not reported because of fear, stigma, and a lack of knowledge about resources. Specifically, the protection that Australian law offers to cyberbullying victims today. The first course of action is to report that abuse to the platform and then block the user. And legally, the platforms should deal with that. They should remove the content and it should not continue. But as we know, cyber bullies can be persistent. They can set up multiple accounts. They can find different ways to contact you. So when you've done those simple steps and they haven't worked, that's the time to notify your local police. It requires the victim go into a police station, so no online reporting, into a police station with the evidence of what has occurred and make a report there. What we would like you to be able to present are screenshots of the nasty messages, perhaps. What the police can do then is they form the belief that, yes, a crime has occurred. They can then get more. So what we know is this can be you know a high volume crime so you might have only taken screenshots of i don't know 10 nasty messages but there might actually be a hundred so once the police have that information they can then either um, contact the platform such as a social media platform through a legal process and get more evidence they can contact the telco and get the evidence from the phone provider, the internet service provider. So they can do all these things, but they need to see something first. So basically screenshots or printouts of what has occurred is sufficient. The other thing I see unfortunately is sometimes police are not well-trained to understand the criminality of this behaviour and they don't always provide what I would call um, first-class service to the victims and often victims have to repeatedly try and get the police to listen. But it is a crime under Commonwealth law first and foremost and the main offence we talk about is use a carriage service to menace, harass or cause offence carriage service meaning phone or internet line. Then after that, each state and territory in Australia, other than the ACT, because that's where they just simply use Commonwealth law, will have their own statutes. And it's normally found within stalking legislation. While it's never your fault if you're a victim of this behaviour, it is useful to know if there's anything you can do to protect yourself. Here's cyber safety expert Susan McLean again to share some thoughts.
Technology can be the most fabulous tool that we have in the world, but like anything, it does involve risk. So we need to be acutely aware that if we choose to be there, there's going to be a risk associated with it. We have to take steps to protect ourselves and others, and we should always use technology with respect and responsibility. It's not really about the tech. It's an interpersonal relationship issue. So we need to start with education and we need to educate people not to, to behave this way. And we need people to understand that, you know, cyberbullying is a form of harm. It is a form of abuse. It is hurtful, humiliating. It can have shocking consequences in relation to the effects of people's mental health and their well-being. So we really need to address behaviour change programs. It is totally unfair to put the onus on the user to protect themselves, but often that is all they have. So be mindful of what you post, how you share it, who you are engaging with. But I think the important one is to step up, be brave, call it out and report it to the police. Because once a proportion of people see that there are significant legal consequences for behaving this way, that will also help elicit change in behaviour. Thanks for listening to this episode of Harmful. If you need to report cyberbullying, you can go to esafety.gov.au forward slash report. If you or someone you know needs mental health support, you can call Lifeline on 131114. Harmful is hosted by me, Ray Johnston. Produced by Maram Ismail. Listen and follow the podcast in the SBS radio app at sbs.com.au forward slash harmful or in your favourite podcast app. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email the team at harmful at sbs.com.au dot au